Welcome to Muscle Talk, where you'll get world champion advice about nutrition and stacking on muscle. Our host, Christine Enville, she's a three-time world champion bodybuilder, an IFBB professional, a food scientist, and a founding co-owner of our podcast sponsor, International Protein. In this episode, we talk about the difference in meats, beef proteins versus fish versus chicken, and how the body processes them differently. We also uncover whether aminos are actually needed, assuming you have your diet 100% on point. All right, Christine, we've got another listener from Germany uh, that's asked on our Aussie Muscle Guru Facebook page. His name's Marcus, and his question is, how good is beef protein for building muscles? So I guess that begs the question is, in comparison to what? You know, different kinds of meat, so... Cool. Okay, beef protein is an excellent protein for building muscle, of course, because it has all of the um, essential amino acids that you need, which is a, you know the first thing that you need to build any kind of muscle is that you can't be lacking in one of the essential aminos. So I'm not going to list them right now, but there's nine of them, um, and they are needed in a specific ratio, and that's why things like chicken, beef, fish, um, all your whey proteins, your casein, your egg, all have a complete complement of those essential amino acids. So in terms of... Um, is it any better at building muscle? Well, not necessarily because all of those types of protein, all those types of meats and, and, and other proteins do also have all of those essential amino acids. However, what beef has going for it is it's really, really high in vitamins B6 and B12 in particular, uh, which have a lot to do with, you know, the, the quality of the, I guess, your blood cells. Like, so the blood cells are to do with transporting oxygen. So essentially, um, I don't know what the actual research behind it is, but I know there's a direct relationship between, I, I guess, more blood cells and strength. Like, you know, if you've got a, if you're anemic and you're um, lacking in iron, I guess, and you don't have proper formation of blood cells, and then B12 is the other component that goes into making those blood cells, you will have lower strength. So, I think there's a direct relationship between strength and red meat. That's something that I also know anecdotally from when I've been training where when I have put more red meat into my diet, I definitely notice the impact of strength. Um, so for someone who's trying to grow a lot of muscle um, and get stronger in the gym, and obviously, of course, we just talked about in the, the last podcast was the beef has the highest level of creatine out of all of the meats. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, your protein powders, unless it's added in, don't have the creatine naturally really occurring at a, a significant level. So. Um, beef is higher than chicken and fish in terms of how much creatine it has. So, you know, if you're eating, you know, half a pound of beef a day, you're getting a good couple of grams of creatine. So that's going to be impacting your strength and your performance, but then you're going to have the impact on the increased blood cell production, and that's also going to have an impact on your strength. So you've got everything that you need. You've got all the correct essential amino acids, and you've got a couple of other things which are going to help with um, with strength. So that's the positives. Mm -hmm. All right. The negatives are... Digestion? Exactly, exactly. So the the problem with beef is, it is it is very slow to digest. Now, I've looked into this a lot and it, the only people who, are, of course, who are doing research on how beef digests are beef companies. Now, people always think that that's a little bit weird and say, oh, how can you believe a study when it's done by the people behind it? Well, who else is going to do it? Like, mm -hmm. to me, that's like a silly argument because the people selling rice aren't going to go do a study on beef because mm -hmm. it serves no purpose to them. So of course the beef people are going to do a study on beef. But what it showed was that the digestion, it really didn't start, it wasn't any kind of significant digestion until around about the four hour mark. And I think it went on to about four to six hours. So 
If you're trying to do post-workout, get that protein in really, really quickly, having beef after your workout really isn't gonna do it. Mm -hmm. Even if it has all of the correct amino acids, it's not gonna be available to you till the right time. So beef is something that needs to be incorporated um, into the diet, but not specifically around your training time. So again, when we're looking at um, looking at a meal plan and looking at what how to eat for growing muscle, I always like that mix up of like, you know, if you're doing six meals a day, then maybe three or four of those need to come from what I call a flesh protein. So that would be from your chicken, your beef, your fish, um, and then the other two to three would come from some type of protein supplement like a protein powder. Um, one, for convenience, and two, because of the specific needs that you have at certain times, like, you know, straight after training. Um, you know, we talk about a bedtime protein, and whilst steak would probably be quite fine before bed, it's one of those things that nobody really wants to go to sleep on a really heavy thing like steak. Like, mm -hmm. it's one of those things where um, I, I find very few people that like to eat a big steak and then go to sleep. Like, it's just too heavy. So that also comes into it. There's also something where, as a female, I find it very difficult to eat red meat two days in a row. Mm -hmm. It just is, because it is so slow to, to move through and it can take, you know, that's the period of time, that four to six hours in breaking down through the stomach, but then to move through the entire system can take about two days. And if you have too much of that, everything just kind of slows down a wee bit too much. Um, and it just doesn't feel comfortable. So there's some drawbacks of people who are eating too much red meat. Mm -hmm. And even um, a lot of the, the big male bodybuilders I know who do eat two or three meat red meat meals a day, they tend to go for more the ground beef because it does actually digest quicker because it's mechanically broken down. Right. Um, and that's just an interesting point. Or we'll bring up the older people again, they actually need to have a, a like a, um, a mince version of meat because they actually would their lack of being able to chew, mm. don't break it down enough. So the meat does physically need to be broken down. So if you do struggle with digestion, have it in a, in a minced beef form rather than a steak, mm -hmm. um, particularly if you're eating it really, really frequently. Um, but it is definitely a great source. Uh, obviously there's, you know, chicken and, and fish generally have less fat naturally occurring with them than what beef does. So beef, even some of your leanest cuts, you know, probably the best you can get is about a 10% fat. Um, meat. I know, again, when you come back to the minced beefs, they have like, you know, 85% beef, so 15% fat. Um, they'll have 70%, which is 30% fat. And then the best one is like a lean is 90% beef, 10% fat. So something like chicken might only have about 2 or 3% fat with it. And fish even less, unless you're having like, unless you're having the fish as a fat source, um, something like your salmon. So the drawback of the beef is it obviously carries a lot higher calories with it. So, you know, when you're trying to get lean muscle, a lot of that muscle is going to come at the expense maybe of a lot more fat than what you would expect. So the older you get, the less you need to have that much um, fat coming in with your food and it is saturated fat, So, which is, is you know the less healthy type of fat. So you couldn't just go ahead and eat beef five times a day, think that you're going to feel good and think that you would be really, really healthy, even though mm. it might be really great for growing muscle. So my recommendation would be that you have, you know, people you know, three to four times a week are looking at red meat. Um, some people can tolerate every day, tolerate it every day, uh, but I think that mixing it up with other types of proteins, and as I said, mixing that, you know, three to four meals of, of, of you know, either, a, um, you know, chicken, beef, you know, there's lamb, I guess, is still a red meat. It's mm -hmm. still very mm -hmm. fatty red meat, um, but it's in that same kind of category. But really mixing up the types of proteins that you're having, because they do all have different, um, 
different nutrients with them. So there's also um, zinc and phosphorus that comes in with the flesh proteins, which um, are really, really essential to our overall health. So a good variety is always a good idea, um, but being mindful that beef generally has a lot more fat in it than what um, you know chicken and fish do. So you can, you know, you, you need to just balance it up a little bit there, and then of course, um, you know, balance it up with the um, you know your protein powders. Um, but yeah, how your body processes them definitely is. Um, they processes everything in the same way. It has to go. It has to get chewed up. It has to go into your stomach. Mm-hmm. Gets broken down. Um, you know, into small enough um, particles, and in, that it gets goes through into the intestine. Most of the absorption happens in the small intestine, and then obviously the the rest goes out. So based on what you're saying there, I'm assuming that fish would be easier to digest than chicken. It, it is a little easier to digest, but it, interestingly, they have relatively the same kind of absorption rate through the body. So it's one of those things where things like egg white and fish, for some reason appear to empty from the stomach quicker so they do leave you feeling a little bit hungrier but they don't necessarily when they study those things they don't necessarily uptake into the system significantly quicker like it might be like an hour difference so you're talking about like you know three hours not four or two hours not three like it's not like a massive um you know one's 10 minutes and one's three hours like mm-hmm. it's still in the relative like that same that same kind of phase but for some reason um, it's like with carbohydrates, you know, rice seems to really digest a lot differently to, to what wheat does, um, even though, you know, when, when they research it, it doesn't really show any different difference in how quickly the body kind of takes it up, but it just feels different in your body. Mm. And that is different for everybody as well. And again, you know, you, you'll find foods which work better for you. And some people, as I said, can tolerate a lot of red meat. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as I said, I find if I have it two days in a row, I just don't feel great. So. I, you know, once a week's probably quite enough for me, but I do know when I was eating more of it, I definitely felt that there are benefits to it in the gym. So it yeah. would be something that I would eat daily if I was um, still trying to gain a lot of muscle. Mm. I just realised when I said the word fish, everybody's going to know I'm a Kiwi. I mean, if they didn't know well, already. <laughs> I think they already knew that, Ash. So the fush, the fush and chubs. Yeah, so something, no chubs. Like that. something yeah. like that. Yeah, but, but again, fish is a, fish is a broad category you know there's like fish we 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 say fish but there's you know everything from your white um white meat low low fat fish right through to your you know your fatty fish which are high in your omega fats and you know salmon seems to be a really popular one with bodybuilders and we all know how i feel about salmon so um you know i don't go there Mm -hmm. and yet it is you know from a health point of view it's a great fish to have if you can stomach the smell and flavor and everything just go over why you don't go there personally just Just hate 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 it i hate the smell of cooked salmon yeah yeah that's fair um it just really puts me off um i I don't mind when i was um competing one time and i I think we talked about and i had to drop my weight really significantly low and i started to crave really weird things i craved the tin salmon with bones in it and everything so I don't know what yeah, my body bizarre. was looking yeah. for then but it was definitely telling me what it needed um, and I was absolutely loving that, that tin salmon but as, as far as fresh fish I would much prefer to go like a tuna steak yeah. or a swordfish if you can get grilled swordfish uh, absolutely awesome but as I said you know salmon's so popular with so many people but yeah cool yeah. All right, let's move on. We've got another listener posting on our Aussie Muscle Guru Facebook page. He's a chap called Raf from Belgium. This might be Raf, might be Raf. Call him. Let's go with Raf. Well, you'd call it, say what a would say. Let's go with Raf. All right, and he's from Belgium, and his question is, um, some say that if you eat proteins like you should be, then there's no uh, need for extra BCAAs. But others say that it's an absolute must during and after training. Okay. 
So there's two ways of looking at this. Obviously, it's easy to say those things because everyone trains at a different level. So some people who train not that hard, maybe they can derive everything from their food if their diet is spot on. And that's the thing, people make the assumption that their diet is amazing and sometimes it kind of lacks. So we, so... It's like I made uh, that assumption of... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that honestly it is. If you haven't sat down and had your diet analyzed for its nutrient content, you maybe will be surprised that what you think is a great diet is actually unbalanced or isn't giving you everything that you need. Now, the, a lot of the literature that is around there is, is based very much on sedentary people, meaning people who don't exercise. So the requirements change vastly now. It changes whether you're doing resistance training, resistance and cardio, how long your sessions are, whether you're trying to build muscle, um, you know, whether you're trying to like lose fat and retain muscle so you're on like that knife's edge of um, slightly under calorie to be able to lose weight. So all of those things are gonna impact on what you actually need. So a lot of people look at the added branch chains and things like that as a like an insurance policy to make sure that you're definitely getting enough because there's no harm in having more, but there's definitely harm in not having enough. So that's why a lot of people like to um, to supplement just to make sure because, as I said, you know you might think that your diet's great and then you realise that it's it's lacking in so many things. So that's that's one reason. The other reason is that um, particularly the branch chains more so than the essential amino acids are the ones that are used during your your workout, like used during your training session. So they're used as an energy source. So if you don't have them floating around in your bloodstream and the, how that how you get those in there is generally by consuming them. So if you're consuming them during your workout or just prior to your workout, you've got ample amount of those branch chains floating around ready to be picked up and used as an energy source. If you don't have them there and your bodies are looking for them, it's gonna strip, like it's gonna actually take it from your muscle. Mm. So you're therefore putting yourself, you're like whilst you know your muscle gets broken down while you train, you don't want it to then get broken down and consumed. So there's a difference between breaking down muscle, but the amino acids are still floating around, and then when you go to recover, they, they go back into rebuilding the muscle. You're breaking down and releasing amino acids whilst you're training, and your body needs to then consume those for energy because you didn't put any in whilst you were training, then you've lost those amino acids. So mm-hmm. to, we go back to rebuild. If you're not looking after your recovery and not getting the food in at the right times, then you're basically breaking yourself down but not rebuilding back up. Mm-hmm. So it's always better to not break it down in the first place or not have it consumed once you've broken it down. You'd rather consume it as a food, as a supplement, so it's there for use. Use it while you're training and then you've, you've basically you know, maintained whatever you broke down in your muscle hasn't been consumed. It's there to be put back and then you supplement afterwards. You have your, you know, your whey protein straight afterwards and then you get your, all of your essential amino acids in because that's when you have to have all of the essential amino acids to rebuild the muscle it won't rebuild on the branch chains alone. That's We look at the branch chains as an energy source, um, more so than what we look at it as a, a muscle building source. So I look at like energy, energy mm-hmm. whilst you're training, mm-hmm. that um, if you didn't time your food, like if you didn't type your food protein properly, you may be, like those amino acids may have gone elsewhere to create other proteins, to create other enzymes. So just remember like your body, uses amino acids for so many different things not just for building muscle obviously muscle connective tissue hair skin nails all of your enzymatic processes that allow every other metabolic process to happen are all coming from protein so your body's going to be using them in all different ways um, and it's going to use those in preference i guess to what you want to be left over to grow muscle Um, and then obviously it's going to consume for energy if it needs to as well so there's so much competition going on um, and if the right things aren't provided at the right time, then 
you're not necessarily going to have them left over to do what you need them to do. So again, coming back to one, your diet has to be really, really spot on. Um, so the supplements are like that insurance policy. And then even if it is really spot on, it's again, it's like you, you're wanting to be better than what you would be just at that status quo, hence why they call them a supplement. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the idea is that it's like a an ergogenic aid. It's, it's making you better. It's making your performance better. So you're enhancing um, how you perform. So that's why I believe that um, it's not just... You, you know, get it out, get it out of your food. If you do like you walk one day, you know you walk. Mm-hmm. If that's mm-hmm. your cardio, and that's all the exercise that you do. But as soon as you're hitting the gym, and as soon as you're doing any kind of um, you know structured exercise, then you, ne- you know you need to look at that for optimal recovery. So, um, in the perfect world, Raf's question is fair. But, yeah, yeah. But no one lives in the perfect world. No, in the perfect world, and but also in the perfect world of people who wake up drive in the car, sit at the desk all day, go home, sit in front of the TV, mm. doing nothing. Mm. Like, it, you know, that that's what that's around. Anyone who's active and, and anyone who's particularly wanting to, you know, improve their fitness, improve their muscles, you know, their muscle size, um, you know, per, just be able to perform better. Uh, because, you know, we, we don't want to go in the gym and feel like we're going backwards. Mm. You know, mm. you, anyone who wants to get improvement, it's definitely going to help. Yeah, for sure. Big thanks to Marcus from Germany and Raf from Belgium. Thanks for asking those questions. And if anybody wants to get involved, jump on our Aussie Muscle Guru Facebook page, ask questions, and we'll answer them on these podcasts. Thanks, Christine. Thanks, Ash. Words of wisdom. If you like what you've heard, recognize that these tips are free. So show your support by becoming a loyal international protein customer by jumping online, hunt our product down, and hit that buy now button. So once again, like, share, and subscribe to our podcast so we can continue to bring you these episodes from our one and only Aussie muscle guru, three times world champion, Christine Enville.